Well, hey, everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday livecast brought to you by your friends at Frontline Gaming. I am your new host just for this week, <laughs> although I made sure my camera settings were, were, were uh, adding enough redness to my face that you might mistake me for one Seth Oster. I'm joined here by Kicker Kalazdi, <laughs> the one and only. Was happening, um, people. And uh, we are, uh, we're, we're going to bring up some, uh, some, some excellent stuff. We've got an amazing guest tonight. Yes, we you do. never hear from him. Somebody he's totally basically anomaly. a mystery. Yeah, no one knows this man. Never heard of him before. Uh, Adam Cavallari. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> the famous, famous, famous Australian uh, name known around the world. But before we bring him in, you know, Val, as we like to do on our show, we have to share some hobby progress here. Can we show off my my, my painting chops here? Can we can we show this off? I, oh, I got man, to I got at least to. at least like rub my back or oh, like right, ask right, me how right, my right. day was or something. Like <laughs> how was your dive day? right I into care. it? Huh? I want to show off my stuff because I have a huge ego. But of course, you want to show it off. All right, all right, all right, all right. Fine, <laughs> fine, fine. I'll press the button. I'll press the button. Right. Boom! Hobby Boom. progress. There we go. You know, we always show these models that are like works in progress. There we go. The finished army completed. That was taken a cruise hammer. My beautiful Eldar. Now, if you are listening to our podcast, you should be watching us live every wednesday night at 9 p.m eastern standard time so you can get these cool visual elements but if you're in your car and you're missing out you're not only missing out on the the visual elements you're missing out on the chat and we have a lovely chat tonight hi folks we we, we love you guys oh there we go and and, and val is throwing on his glasses because we are just that cool tonight thank you so much oh. what have you been up to val i believe you've had a little bit of a hobby progress going on as well too right well, as you may or may not know, uh, you know, I've been delving deep into the land of Warhammer Fantasy Battles. It is an abandoned and uh, twisted landscape. Uh, and uh, I had one of the first armies I picked up uh, off of a friend was actually an army, ironically enough, abandoned by a Canadian team member at wow. the ETC and picked up by a good friend of mine, Caleb Edwards. And he sold it to me later. And it's Lizardmen. And it's the, the Lizardmen, I'm not sure if you're aware, but they're, they have a, a unit called, also known as the Seraphon, to all the kids out there. No, no, no. We're sticking with Lizardmen because, you know what? Lizardmen are, oh, wow. Those are sexy. So these, so those are not the sexy ones. These oh, are chameleons. These. Well, don't blow the lead, buddy. I'm sorry, telling sorry. a story. I'm shaping okay, I'm, shaping I'm excited. Thing. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for okay. you. I'm out of focus, but I'm focused. All right. So... <laughs> Uh, we've got we've got here chameleon skinks. This is still the model you can buy from Games Workshop. I had eighteen of them uh, as part of the army that I bought off that was abandoned, left somewhere. Are they metal um, or the resin? Are they, the, these are they're probably fine cast at this yeah. point. Some of them were were metal that I had, so I sold them all. Wound up flipping those for some chaos dwarfs. Anyway, mm. very nice. <laughs> um, and uh, so now I have uh, printed Whoa. with the magic of three D printed these yeah. these jungle warriors. These these skink assassins uh this is a, these are these are uh sculpts designed by a uh a group called lost La last sword last sword miniatures um and uh, printed them up had to rescale them down because it's fantasy so it's you know 28 millimeter with a 32 millimeter head and uh and uh, so yeah these guys are really really cool i absolutely love them uh i think they're really cool for I mean, those that are sexy, dude, I, I I have always liked Lizardmen. I love skinks. I have multiple boxes of skinks. And guess what? I don't have a Lizardmen army. I just like freaking skinks. And the chameleon skinks were always the coolest, but the models were kind of lacking. These, though, these are really, 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 really sweet. Yeah, um, that's three. There's five different ones. There's, there's, and there's a couple actually different places that are doing this sort of like lurking chameleon skink style stuff. So I think uh, you, you can find them. You can buy them on Etsy or, or whatever. And even some of them sell uh, like full on resin miniatures through Places like Frontline Gaming, so it doesn't have to all be this futuristic 3D printing stuff. However, this guy, this guy is is one of my favorites. It is a Kadai Destroyer, is a model for uh, for for the uh, Chaos Dwarves, which never actually existed. So you needed a proxy, but this is uh, this is a model from oh Lost Kingdoms. So and for uh, people I've been that are driving, I love they don't so have much. a visual. Is this a giant cow? What what is so, a, a what is this? So uh, from you know, I'm pretty sure like like bulls, centaurs, that right. kind of stuff is is a big big like uh, 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 you know image of the the chaos dwarves. <laughs> so this guy is a, a charging, uh, like really bedazzled, bejeweled bull, uh, but he's a fire demon. So I'm gonna get the airbrush out. In fact, I already have. I primed this guy with an airbrush, and I'm hopefully gonna make him just look like a big red angry bull uh, on a lava base, which is also 3D printed incredible technology right Te 
technology. Well, um, I think we should probably bring in our guest right now because he needs to update us on a certain uh, chair statistic, I believe. Uh, can, can we bring him in, Val? Uh, sure. So uh, the one, the only, Adam Camilleri. Wow, there he Get is. Get your finger out of your nose, pal. Yeah, right yeah. in there real fast. <laughs> he, picks, he picks himself. He's number one. Uh, yeah, well, so his country's know, number one, blowing the lead. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know who Adam Camilleri is, just just stop listening to our show. You're no longer welcome here. Stop listening um, to this show and listen to another show on our network, Thursday Show, where you can hear Adam Camilleri every single week. You can also hear him on The Art of War Down Under, a podcast wow. that he has just been nattering on and on and on and on and on stop on. <laughs> For how long now? Two years? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he also is on, uh, he took over my warm chair. Uh, I, I, I handed the baton to him on forge the narrative, uh, where he, uh, is, 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 is matched up against, um, perhaps the only other man who can suck more air out of a room. Paul Murphy. <laughs> uh, we're not burning any bridges today. Uh, Adam, thank Hang you. Up. For coming online uh, and watching and joining us and being part of the signals from the frontline family tonight, Adam, I believe there's a very important uh, chair statistic that was that needed to be covered regarding how many chairs. What, what was the, what's going? Fill us in here. We were not at the WDC, unfortunately. So the, the chairs <laughs> at the venue were not equipped for the husky, rotund, and powerful, powerful. set of gentlemen <laughs> of our great uh, worldwide community. Uh, to that to that end, there was a. Well, so we say a graveyard, a chair graveyard, just like <laughs> piles of dead yes. chairs, yes. like strewn across this battlefield. It's almost like we were playing like, let's break the, you remember what's the, the meme about Bart breaking the chair on, on Homer's back? It's almost like we were just like playing that on repeat, just breaking chairs on each other's backs. But this was just dudes sitting on chairs in it was normal as, human ways. I think, I think for a little more context at that ETC, you had a combination of two things. Uh, one of which was a very large stockpile of lawn chairs that have been sitting in the sun since roughly the Soviet yeah. Union. Yeah, and <laughs> do it. and then uh, fall of Yugoslavia happened. There was the Balkan War, and yep. those chairs yep. just were in the sun, stayed there the whole time. <laughs> do, you, do you remember those? You know those aviation graveyards that you see from the USSR, where there's just like same rows thing. Croatia, of bombers? it's lawn chairs. Yes, same it's just lawn chairs. So yeah. this this stockpile of Soviet lawn chairs then made their way to. Uh, Croatia, Zagreb's uh, like sports uh, complex, and which was, I think, uh, for the most part, an ice rink. So it was a very concrete floor, yeah. and um, the the combination of 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 no real traction. Um, I wouldn't necessarily even blame the largeness of 40k yeah. players on it's this one. The they were picker sized guys were eating shit. <laughs> it was. It was pandemonium. You would hear a gun. It was basically you'd hear a gunshot go off, and then like uh, sack of potatoes hit the ground. Everyone would laugh, and this would happen constantly. It um, really was. It was. You think about you the the amount of time you hear a wah at, at like a big yeah. like five hundred player event, so to speak. It's kind of like that, except everybody like yelling out taxi or you know, and so, some dude just like planting. Oh, timber straight so, up, tailbone to the ground. So pre and also as everyone. Some people might know my backstory. That ETC was, uh, you know, uh, uh, an uninterrupted uh, series of traumas that uh, I continue to work on with my counselor. Um, so when I spotted um, this photo of, as you can see in the bottom left of that top photo, an Australian for some reason setting up the WTC. They always, I guess, they're just jet lagged. They're in their tank up. tops, setting up, moving heavy stuff. What I was we immediately do, boys. overwhelmed by. Uh, the fact that these same lawn chairs, it appeared, were were being deployed to support the WTC, and I thought that this was sheer madness. However, Adam, how did it go? How did the chairs hold up? <laughs> um, I'm sad to say, not even one broke. Oh, that's so mad I mean, I, I was I was messing around on a couple of them just to, just uh, just see if it could happen, seeing what was going down. And we had some large lads uh, in attendance. I even posted a comment being like, you know, with, with almost a week of gaming underway and zero chairs gone, do we have to start trying to break these on like Mark Perry? Do we have to just get, <laughs> do we have to just get judges just lined up, just whack for whack? Yeah. You know, you see guys doing a, a, a rail spike and you've got four guys in a ring just going, dung, 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 dung. I was going to get four judges together with Mark just lying down and just seeing how long it took. Um, now, we Mark are getting ahead it. of ourselves. We were up for it. We're getting a little bit ahead of yeah. ourselves with the WTC stuff, but just one other thing I noticed with Mark Perry, wearing flip-flops. Do you think maybe that might have affected the team's performance? Yeah. 
may have, may have, yeah. <laughs> his, his full Hobbit powers were not on display. He was not one with the ground. I really would like to get to know more about why, when I've seen the man at a urinal barefooted, why, what it was about the floor in Belgium <laughs> that I mean, made felt feel wrong. like, uh, this I've time, things about Belgium, this time, and, you know, I will, today, I will tell you, I'm I will tell shoes. you what it was. I will tell you what it was. Uh, the entire town is cobblestones. Uh, That's a smooth go. surface. No, it's yeah. not. A flip-flop, you're going to twist an ankle. It's going to slip. Cobblestone. Dude, it, it was cobblestone is I, I was walking around with cobblestones will screw you up, dude. Don't don't bash the I, cobblestones. I mean, Mechelen, the town in Belgium, is actually like picture picture beautiful. It is a gorgeous town. Beautiful food, beautiful scenery. I climbed up the clock tower in the middle French of town and got, the, I, I, I got the the whole the full, you in Bruges? Uh, was it in, was it in Bruges? No, nah, it's called Mechelen. It's about uh, about half an hour outside outside Brussels, and um, you go go up this like it's like 550 stairs. I went up there with Jack Harpster and, and Sean Naden, and uh, you get this full beautiful 360 panorama shot. You can see Antwerp, you can see Brussels, you can see a bunch of beautiful forest from there. It's uh, absolutely a gorgeous little town. But man, jogging and right, I went for a couple. I went for a jogs uh, four nights out of the eight that I was there. Oh, humble and, um, cool, cool, cool. And then walk it, walk Kicker went for a jog through. like while you were telling the story. So yeah, exactly right. right. Miles, and, come on. <laughs> and walking around town in addition man my knees my back my my feet i got calluses on my feet from cobblestone so yeah 100 percent. that's why he was all right all right this is normally a much more structured show so no sh- kicker i'm hosting yeah. you're hosting all right all hosting all right, all right. right. we're segueing abruptly yeah yes the creative director <laughs> i believe was the title. Uh, um in absentia uh, recently. But nonetheless, we are boldly moving into the future here. Yes. Uh, Kicker, there's a, a picture of something, that, and I don't know the context, so why don't you, uh, why well, don't you mean, tell we need, us? We need to talk about some industry news here. Uh, is that cool? Oh, industry or, news? Yeah, let's some industry news, and then we'll talk about that. You know, you've got that up there. We're going to talk. Okay, no, we're going back. We're going back. Industry news, people. we got to talk about a few things that have just dropped. Most importantly, at least to me, is the new Voltan, the League of Voltan. These are basically the squats, the new HQ character. This guy uh, looks Awesome. I am so stoked. But not as only, you know, yes, it's a cool model. Yeah, he's on two tactical rocks because that's what you do nowadays. But what's cool, though, is there's a lot of different build options for this one model. We're getting multiple weapons, multiple heads. Um, That's a lot of fun. He's not one of these single pose, you know, you can only give him a power sword and a bolt gun or something. You can give him quite a few things, which is nice to see. It's kind of refreshing, you know. You know, it's a bit like a looks like a bit like a space marine captain in Gravis armor here. I'm, yeah, I'm feeling, he looks I'm feeling like those a vibes. mushed space marine captain in Gravis armor, and and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I thought those looked really cool. You know, I don't mind a, a Hobbit version of that. So so let's just go with it. Um, but I Adam, think the, what's your position on on the League of Voltan? Yeah, what, what do you think? Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not exactly enamored, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't I don't I'm not dis I'm not against or disliking them actively. I'm gonna hold off judgment until I see the models in person. Yeah. What I do love is that they <laughs> they had the opportunity to do nice small profile silhouette sculpts and then they're just chucking everything on a rock. Yeah, just like oh, yeah. cool. Let's have a let's have a smaller race and we'll make them the same size as everybody else via dint of tactical rock. Yeah. Can we can we stop? With the tactical rock, I'm, well, I'm done. I'm, you I'm t- you I'm must done. be this tall to be an HQ character in the world of Warhammer, so you have to put on rocks. Um, I, I think the one thing we got to kind of share is because I got some like inside info. League of Voltan are coming sooner than you think, so so get ready, people. Uh, they're right around the corner. Um, Spilling the beans. He's yeah, got right? that. He's got that maniac connection. Anything. I didn't say anything. Well, <laughs> um, witch Hunter set. We have this crazy Witch Hunter set that dropped. It has an ogre in it. It has two dogs because everyone likes dogs. It's got a dude with like a medieval grenade launcher thing. Um, does anyone actually play Underworlds? I, I don't know. But the models, like, every time they drop, I'm like, I kind of want to buy the set. I have like three or four Underworlds like warbands that are just sitting in the box waiting for their time to shine eventually. Have you yeah. guys played Underworlds? Is it competitive? Is it fun? Is it got anyone in the world playing it? I don't know. It's just con- it's, it's conversion fodder, right? I've played one game of, of Oh, okay, cool. Thoughts? And it was, during, it was at the launch, and I liked it. I thought it was good. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, if... um. Yeah, you know, if fantasy was still a thing and these models were made it for is. fantasy, it is a thing. I would have. But you know, if it was still a supported game, I would. And it's supported. Part I support line, it. I would have many of these warbands by now, yeah. and I would be playing with these models. I mean, um, these yeah. would be amazing as like a specialist squad and and fantasy if it exists. Mordheim. Where did that come from? Mordheim is actually, I think, where like the the underworld's repurposing works best. 
uh, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I think that is a very good call. The uh, these for the most like the, the issue is is that like because of where fantasy left off, it was it was like in the mid scale cre- like mid rescaling of Games Workshop miniatures. Yeah. So like that was yeah. when like the Blood Angels came out, that Tax Squad came out. They had the ripped abs yep. and they were like like a little bit taller than everybody mm-hmm. else. Um, uh, the Death Watch as well had exactly the, their whole whole they were their whole new line they were, they were, ch- they were definitely chunkier they were much yeah. bigger and but they were also a lot later like those guys yeah. those guys come out in like 16 or 17 i want to say something like that because yeah, i was playing when the death watch came out well yeah i was playing fantasy well i was playing fantasy when death watch came out not true is my is my recollection couldn't have been i mean you might have been playing fantasy but it was already exploded at the time oh really yeah. okay never yes, mind. Yes. yeah, yeah. Wow. 100 but we know i'm hosting we, this adam we know also i'm reading in the everything future. that exists for fantasy go ahead we, we do know the old world is coming in the far future. It's, it's a thing. It's going to happen. We don't know when. We don't know what scale, but it should. We do. Know. We do know the scale. It's, it's going to be the same. Yeah. Okay. It's it's, well, it's going to be Games Workshop scale, the predominant Games Workshop scale right now. And I know okay. this from 3D printing. I've, this is one of my favorite anecdotes. Is actually 32 millimeter. Everything is 32 millimeter now. Oh, wow. That's why you can take Space Marine heads from from Firstborns and put them on Primaris Marines. <laughs> Because they scaled the body correctly, it used to be a 32 millimeter head on a 28 millimeter body. There we go. <laughs> that's what, that's what that's literally what heroic scale is. Well, tell okay. the world. So we do know old world fantasy whatever will eventually drop, but what's coming very soon is the Codex Demons. Do we have any like rules that we want to like leak? Maybe Adam, you know something that you want to share about Codex Demons? Anything of interest? You, you, no, it's scuttlebutt here, pal. It can be a rumor. It can be whatever the hell you want. I hear you can charge from six inches away from Deep Strike. That's go. that's the one that I'm hearing a little whispery birdies being like, oh, guess what you can do, blah, blah, blah. I won't give you any context of what enables that or whatnot. I've got some yep. little tidbits, but apparently it's a thing demons can do. Be like deep strike six inches away and yeah, go for a charge, which yeah. sounds like a huge activator for that army because there's nothing worse with demons right now than having to deploy their stuff on the table. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So I, wonder, uh, yeah. I wonder if they're going to do more delination like they have with AOS, like how – like. Like uh, all of the various flavors of of Chaos Demon and AOS are like very distinct armies. Yeah. So I want I wonder if I wonder if we're gonna get some like like more of those the, those ranges ported in. Thank you, camera. Really appreciate it. More of those ranges coming in uh, and like integrated a bit more into 40k. You are, you are now a nine you are now a nineties musical music yeah. film clip by the way. Yeah, well. Right, like yeah, I when you're going it. for the, the it's actually special yeah. effect, guys. Yeah, uh, um, Val's camera is totally getting blurry, and he just yeah, he's just rocking it. But that, that's cool. One of the that's things I really wanted from this codex was to see have a a exclusive monofaction bonus for should you build a uh, multi god. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, I actually wanted I actually wanted a tiered um, faction bonus section, as in like you get. One one buff for taking demons of any stripe, like you can take four gods in the same thing, get one buff, and then have it get more powerful, but tear down the less gods you take. Um, like it gets more watered down the more gods are represented in your army, but then gets stronger the le- the less. Um, I like that. I kind of pretty like sure that. that's. I'm pretty sure it's not the case. Like, but I thought it would be it would have been really powerful, really interesting way to do it. Um, you know what that's going to turn up though, right? That's going to turn up in a in a supplement. I promise you that. Oh right? yeah, that'd be cool. That'd <laughs> that, be really that, cool. That's where we'll be right. at, right? If it's gonna happen, yeah. it's gonna be a supplement. Uh, we did get free rules for Kill Team this week, so that's kind of cool, right? I mean, I was just talking pre-show. Hey, I want to start playing Kill Team now. The rules are free on the Warhammer community site, which is nice because they're the updated current rules, um, at least for the basic uh, mode of play. So that's that's exciting. Um, speaking of rules, guys, we're letting our audience. You're, if you're in chat right now, if you're listening on their drive home, whatever. Uh, for next week and the all future weeks, you know, submit your favorite like rules, hack, janky rule combo thing you like I, so that we can share it with the world. This is just a new thing we're doing. Yeah, we're just doing it, Mr. Director. We're just bringing that, it in. It's a new that segment. That seems counter the, 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 the spirit of the game. Oh. Well, they can be fun rules. So like here's one that I think is really fun. The Corsairs, <laughs> the Eldar Corsairs that no one brings or no, not really many people bring it. They're legitimately pretty decent because they kind of have like mini Hail of Doom built into them, which mm-hmm. is surprisingly powerful. On Cruise Hammer this past week, my right. guys took down Abaddon. I'm like, well, yeah, just just deal with it. Boom, you know. 
because of that auto cool. wound uh, to hit on a six. So just sharing fun little things. Send me a message on Facebook. Find us. Email us. Send us a carrier pigeon. Fun little random rule hack jank stuff that you want to share. I can accept yeah. that. I yeah. can accept like, that. Like um, but stuff that, you know, is not like needs to be interpreted using the Rosetta Stone in order to uh, <laughs> fair, fair, determine fair. whether or not it's legal. One more thing I want to call fair. out because I think this is probably continues to be the coolest line of models being released by Games Workshop on a consistent okay. basis. I think we got a little preview of these guys. Yeah. jet bike dudes. Dude, so cool. So ladies, cool. actually. Yeah, these are the these are the Necromunda. Come on, what are their names? What are their names? Escher. Uh, Escher. That's a house Escher. I think they call it cut bikes or something. Basically, just giant engines with women riding them and guns cutter. and stuff. Yeah, cutter. They're a cutter. cutter. So yeah, the Mad Max, the Mad Max Necromunda looking cool. If yeah. any of you has a cousin or something that like plays plays it, uh, <laughs> like reach out. Let us know. Yeah. How how is how is this game? Yeah. Do we I have mean, it at do do we have like a Necromunda event at at uh, at any of our events? Not yet. There, there was somebody offering to do it, but Necromunda is kind of unique that it's like a a campaign system, right? Oh, yeah. So to try and do a We're one there or for two three days, days. I guess you could try and do a three day thing. You know what that'd be great for? Cruise hammer. Just saying. Just 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 saying. Just saying. You and your cruise hammer. I buddy. just came off of cruise hammer, guys. It's uh, top of mind right now. Mm -hmm. um, can we show the brand new FLG terrain that we just released? This is the stuff that we've. Is that what I almost showed before? That's what Boom, you almost showed over. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So we first kind of snuck this in at the Lone Star Open, and now it's going to be up for order, a pre-order, up for ordering right about. Wait for it now. Go to the website. You can get it, and it comes in not one, not two, not three, not four, but five awesome colors. You can kind of cycle through them, Val. If you're listening to our podcast you're totally missing out because you can see the color there we got it in black red green blue pink purple all the i don't know if we have purple. No, we're clicking we got, add we title on this one yeah uh, <laughs> yeah i didn't edit the, the powerpoint yeah <laughs> there we go. but all the colors for all your wonderful favorite chaos demon gods so if you are and this everyone has said is the most competitive terrain we've ever made uh it, it was designed for ninth edition so it is ready to rock and you can get it it's ready for 10th perfect ready for 10th <laughs> um you know do you guys want to just jump real back in a previous event headlines i'm just going to do that real fast cruise mm -hmm. hammer happened last week guys this was you know cruise hammer frontline gaming's event at sea um our winner was mr brian horton he is the oh. atlantic city open judge yeah yeah he, uh, he kicked my ass round one with his beautifully painted nids um i was i was i was I was basically tabled and I went and cried in my cabin for the rest of the day, but it was, it was a fun game despite uh, losing uh, favorite army was Kara Payne with her knights. These night, uh, nights were epic, epic nights. And then best sportsman was Benjamin with, uh, with, with orcs. Uh, I had an awesome game playing against him as well. It was one of those games, the game that, that was so much fun. Like I just had so much fun playing this dude that I, I actually forgot who won because we were just giggling the entire time. So, so a really hmm. fun time on this cruise. Um, you know, oh, I should probably say that um, that that if you're interested in this, it's definitely happening again next year, and it's happening out of New York, New Jersey area, and it'll be a seven day cruise going down the Caribbean. If you buy your ticket now, you get a hundred dollars to spend on ship for free. So woohoo! Um, cruise hammer though is something I, you know, yeah. There's a photo of the swag. You, you make friends. Title. That's that's you know friends there and everything. Uh, it was it Who was are a, these friends. Who are these guys? We used to see these guys yeah, all the right? time. That was that's if you're watching right now. That's Reese, Frankie, and myself all hanging out not working just rolling dice and hanging out after you know you know after well, reese and frankie aren't working reese and frankie were not well no they you know they were working a little bit on the ship uh but you know frankie played the tournament reese did not he played some game of thrones but uh he did not play the 40k but it was, it was fun it was just really cool to go hang out with the whole frontline gaming crew so i highly encourage you guys to consider it next year uh my wife and my son joined me and they had a great time so i'm playing 40k my wife my wife's at the spa or at the pool and my son's at like the play kid area so it was a pretty great family trip now, now adam i have a question did they have cruises in australia yeah yeah we have we actually we have lots of cruises i was gonna say like i've never i've never heard of anyone going going down under for, <laughs> for a cruise but i guess you could you could do a little whistle stop tour up the i guess the you could it, like, the, the, the east coast of australia is probably pretty long but you could probably it's make it to some of the islands right i mean like you know the south that's Pacific. like that's like yeah, an Pacific atlantic Island. ocean away from australia geography and that's well, the no, yeah you can do i think there's pacific island cruises up, up through you know samoa and um there we go all that area cook islands uh new, parts of new zealand lots of cruises around there too some very very beautiful places uh, i mean 
there's a big fa- I don't know if you call it the only cruise I've ever been on was the uh, the chunder inducing one from uh, Melbourne to Tasmania. Where so that, just, isn't that more of a ferry? It's a, yeah, yeah, exactly right, exactly right. I was about to say it's not really a cruise; it's a ferry. It's, a, it's a get from open bar yeah. and pools on. It's board through it's bar. through the Bass Strait, which is notoriously pretty choppy. And uh, yeah, I once went on that thing, and the only people who didn't throw up were the staff, my mother, and one other dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a harrowing part of my childhood, right there. Oh, well, I am pleased to say I didn't see a single one of the the work uh, the cruise hammer uh, attendees vomiting during the event. That they, they may have, but I didn't now, see. Now that now you're selling tickets. Yeah, now I'm selling Absolutely. tickets, man. There we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> honestly, though, man, it was such a great week to be able to hang out with your 40k family and your actual blood family. Uh, you know, it was it was it was a good good time. Good time. Uh, we should talk about the Las Vegas team tournament, guys. We updated the packet literally 45 minutes ago. The oh. Las Vegas team tournament packet now has the missions in there as well as the deadlines. You guys have been bombarding us, asking us for those missions so that you can adjust nerds. Your yeah, nerds, right? They really care about this stuff. No, it's it, it's it's really really cool uh this is this event's gonna be a lot of fun you're gonna see teams from around the the, the country coming we got like hashtag wrecked from socal you know that's uh some of our judges teams and we've got uh, a, a colorado's got two teams coming together you know they've got like the mile high a team yep. and mile high b team yep. i don't know so dice got, check got, going out we got some we got some flgn yeah. folks heading out there yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's Adam. What do you think? They've they've moved to the twenty nil system. How do you feel about that? Ooh, yes, Mister Adam. Uh, yeah, they needed to. Absolutely, <laughs> the whole world needs to fall in line, baby. Uh, WWC just happened. The the level have been set. The expectations of the people are now known. Um, fall into line. It's the it's the way to play teams. It's always been it's always been kind of the way. It's been it, cultivated and grown over many well over well well over a decade of testing has gone into that system and right. it it works. And uh, it sounded like Vince McMahon wrote that talking point. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like they're going to go upside my head with a Croatian lawn chair. Uh, <laughs> uh, so moving on. <laughs> Tomogotchi Express is better call. It's, oh, no, it's Adam from the top rope with the, with the lawn chair. And I was freaking cracked up. <laughs> <It's> great. <laughs> um, we, we've also, Adam, you, uh, you helped call this last year. Boom. SoCal Open 2022, Ooh. baby. Mm-hmm. Given you know the opportunity, I will, I will help call it again. Should that be happening? Sweet. It's yeah. not. It's, it's not an opportunity. It's just. It is just a thing. You're doing it. Bang bang. I mean, it's, showing, I mean, it's more you're showing up. I think it's a bigger question. It's a requirement. You got to be there. I'll, you got to be, be there. there. Uh, well, he'll be there uh, via this type of a thing, and by the end, almost uh, clinically dead. That's that's how <laughs> yeah. we do it with Adam. We it's be uh, worth it. every time it's gonna be worth it. We make it. He's gonna one day. He's gonna go see his doctor. Says, Adam, you gotta stop with the streaming. Shut up! Shut up! You don't know me. (laughs) And and, and just wanted to, you know, I know this is mainly 40k folks here, but um, you know, if you're waiting for MCP tickets at LVO and uh, Age of Sigmar tickets, we just added some. We added, uh, we made some space. So yeah, MCP is gonna be. massive at LVO and Age of Sigmar will be by far the largest Age of Sigmar tournament in the world ever, 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 ever. So, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're waiting for those tickets, we just added, um, you know, about a hundred of each of those. So, so, so get them while you can, cause we're not adding more after that. After that, it's done. Um, all right, let's talk about the FLGN Val. What's going on with the FLGN? Anything of interest you want to share? This is your network, of course. Yes, this is this is my network. <laughs> Bow before me. Uh, no, what, what do we got? We had, we had uh, uh, a, a real real slobber knocker of a uh, of a grim after dark on Monday, uh, in which uh, both Danny and the guest didn't show. So it was the producer and I didn't show. <laughs> Down to John and and Tech Priest Dicky, the uh, the linchpin of this whole operation, just <laughs> chewing the fat. Uh, having a good show. Actually, they did a good job. Uh, we have this show and then Thursday show. Adam, what, what are we looking at uh, tomorrow? Uh, we're going to be covering Capital City Bloodbath, 100% mm-hmm. from uh, your neck of the woods, Val, which I think you'll be in attendance at and streaming. So I'm actually looking forward to, to tuning into a bit of that myself. As a matter of fact, you're going to hear it here first, folks. We're going to be co-streaming FLGN with TSN, the T-Sport oh, wow. Network. Ooh. So uh, they'll be doing it on Twitch. We'll be on YouTube. It'll be the same feed, but, you know, two different platforms. You can go where you want. That's... Or even competitive 40K on Facebook, where I personally yeah. stream every FLGN thing for some yeah. reason. I, I look forward to heckling you 
in the comments. <laughs> oh, please do. Please do. Yeah. Uh, the Capital City Bloodbath is Canada's largest 40K tournament uh, at this point. One of the longest running ones, too, I'm sure. Um, and uh, it's an absolute blast. Class acts run by Can Hammer, uh, Chris Haynes, captain of Team Canada, or at least his. So, yeah. Please tune into the Thursday show this week. In addition to Capital City Bloodbath, we have another amazing event coming your way from Seoul, South Korea. They have no, a no happening there. Nice. We're going to be we're going to be giving you full coverage of that. In addition, we have another. I think it's a hundred player event in uh, United States. We'll be covering. I can't quite remember the name of that one. Apologies, but yeah, we're covering that one as well. Sweet, sweet, sweet. I love it, man. I love it. Do we want to jump into, you know, maybe talking about the WTC a little bit more, Adam? Do you feel comfortable sure. talking about it? Are you yeah. tired about talking about the WTC? Or can we? Not at all. Never, right. never will be. I, should, I, 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 I was there 48 hours ago, give or take. Right. <laughs> so it's fresh in your memory. Um, and, and I want you to know this is a safe place. You can say whatever the hell you want. You're, you're uncensored, Adam, un- unchained. Do what, you know, we want your real, honest to God, true opinion. Was it everything that was worth it, man? I mean, you're flying all the way across the country, oh, the absolutely. world, basically. Absolutely. 100, worth it, right? 100% worth it in every way, shape, or form. It was an incredible journey. I loved it. I will do it for the rest of my days if I'm allowed. Apologies. Okay. My boss is calling me. That's okay. Um, <laughs> no, it's very, very busy on a, on a show with. Don't no, no, jump in chat. I will. Um, <laughs> so. For those who do not know, the WTC is essentially the pinnacle of teams competition. Every nation that is willing to send a team of eight players to the event can do so. It'll be in Mechelen, Belgium for the next two years at the same venue in the same space. They've just split off from the ETC, which happened. In, the last one happened in 2019. Last time the world, the Australian, sorry, the world championships for the teams was held there, the national international competition. So they're, they're off doing their own thing now. They, they need our support. They need our love to continue this amazing journey that they're on, that they're doing for us. The beautiful team, Neil, Isaac, Tom, Adriani have given thousands of hours of their own time and dollars like to try and get this thing off the ground. And they they knocked it out of the freaking park. They did, cool. they did such a good job, guys. Good, good to hear. Yeah. Good to hear. Uh, how many teams showed up? Uh, so I guess how many countries were represented? I think twenty-seven. I think there's twenty-seven nations in attendance, and then there was a United Nation team, a United cool. Nations team, which was essentially the Merck team put together from I think it was five different countries, uh, who, who I played for. So yeah. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. So very happy. the the twenty. It's teams of eight, right? Just want to be clear, teams of mm. eight. So you had a good chunk of people there. Sweet. Now, now it's time for you to grossly stereotype each country if you can. You don't have to go through all twenty-seven, but like, was there a country that was like had the most pretty armies? Was there one that was a bunch of like jackasses? Like, 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 what, who was your you know favorite and worst, uh, least favorite opponents? Um. So, oh, I'm, I'm not going to. We're, we're watching photos I, on the, uh, the the event. A lot of icing. A lot of smeared off icing going on. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to speak badly about any nation. Okay, that's just that's not, fair, that's that's fair. not how what I play. Stinky, come on! There must have been like a stinky team, like like that team. Just, uh, come on. My team, my team how about that? How about this? How about we go with uh, what do you think uh, was the biggest surprise of, right. of the WTC Fine. this year? I'm just going to queue up a little something uh, while you talk about it. All right, the biggest surprise. Mm. So it, it wasn't who won because I knew he was going to win in my heart, in my soul. Um, I knew my nation team, Australia, was going to smash a podium at a freaking minimum. That was yeah. a the team that they, they got sent and the team that won. What was a surprise was uh, Australia not only winning the whole freaking thing coming in first place, but winning best sports as well. Like, when do we wow. ever? When is that ever part of the story? Oh come the, the, on, you guys! No, that, you guys show cute. up early and set up the whole thing. They I gave mean, the, you a special the, lifetime achievement award, and the first year has been held. Like, shush. come on, as if they, as if it's a shop. Speaking as a Canadian who somehow, like our team, just barely well, somehow wasn't wasn't best sports. I don't yeah, know. Well, that's dude, what I mean. Like, you guys maybe, were there. That's your thing. Maybe you we needed more there. handies under the table, more maple that's syrup. Right. More maple syrup, yeah. Team Canada. <laughs> Big failure for Team Canada. Cheese. It's it's absolutely absolutely correct. The the um, but so but the Canadians were there, right? So how, how does the Austra- how do Australians win best sport? Yeah, like, that doesn't that even should, sense, be a thing. Uh, in addition, when do you, when do you ever give best sport to the guys who won? Usually, yeah. when when does other when do other countries vote for best sport being somebody that put them in the ground? And yeah. guess what? Australia put everybody in the ground. Cool. It was good, <laughs> with the exception yeah. of the American the Americans. So the United States was the only it was the draw that they got, and even the Americans got the better side of the draw. For those who do not know, in the twenty nil system, when you when two teams are within ten points of each other in the twenty nil system, like when all games have been added together in their totality, if you're within 10 points, it's a draw. And so mm-hmm. you need 86 points 
out of the 160 that are possible in a 20 nil possible games to guarantee a win. So if you are 86, then by default, they will be at um, 74 and you'll have more than 10 points and it will be a win to one team or another. Now, America got that draw versus Australia. There were three points off. I think it was two or three points off them being a win. So it was very close. And despite that, Australia still got the W because uh, unfortunately the United States went on to lose a further round versus uh, Team Poland, I believe. And then they got a draw against Germany also. So the podium stood as Australia supreme from down (laughs) under. Thunder. Unstoppable. I love those guys. I count them all as friends. All. All right. Natural freaking heroes. Well, I wasn't on the team, so I, I I, it's, so not, can, it's not my victory. You can, you can brag. You can brag. Yeah. You can brag. Uh, I can pontificate. So um, I took that photo, in fact. That photo yeah. you're seeing on the screen. I was I was behind that camera. I was just like, so, yeah. so there's a lot more than eight people there. So do you have like coaches or alternates or water yeah, boys? They they actually brought over four coaches this year, and all those okay, gentlemen wow. were in, freaking instrumental cool. in in making uh, the 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 win happen. So, so um, you know Australia won number one. Who won number two and, and three? Um, number two was Team Poland, who mm-hmm. are the ever-threatening juggernaut of the entire world, having uh, scored more podium finishes and more uh, lodged more Ws at this level of the game than any other nation on the world. So cool. they're like I, perennial. I'll say that in my miserable ETC experience, um, it did allow me to witness the perhaps most one-sided anything, uh, which was Poland versus Canada, uh, that I have, I, I, like, especially the game I played, it was like, I, I, don't, I don't even know what the hell was happening. Clearly didn't yeah. know. It was in Polish. <laughs> uh, actually, our, our, our coach was Polish, and they were talking shit about me in Polish, which was a bit, mm. bit mean. But yeah. the Poles are incredible. Like, they, they, they have an, a fantastic, uh, uh, like you say, pedigree at, at, the, at the WTC um, actually, the the whole sort of top five, as you're remembering through it, there are a lot of familiar f- familiar countries and teams yeah. in that in that list. Like it was a return to form, I think. Aside from Australia, well, I think Australia made a massive leap, which is what I was trying to get you to say. <laughs> we truly didn't. No, but sorry, sorry to say, Val, we didn't. 2019, the, the last ETC, and I was on that team, so mm-hmm. I can take some credit for this performance. We played against Team England for the win. If we beat England in that last round, we were number one. What was the finish? Undeniably. Uh, we ended up we ended up losing came and came in fourth. So yeah, you came in fourth, right, 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 right. And the top year before that, what, what did you, what did you, what happened? Oh, we didn't bring a legit team. We didn't even try to bring a legit team. Right, we, right. <laughs> so, what I'm saying here is that Australia hasn't been winning ETCs and WTCs we, for we've 10, 15 one. years, like say a Poland or an England or like this is this is this is big man. Don't before. fucking pardon me. Yeah, dude, don't. Yeah. Know. Don't 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 like undersell how awesome this is for Australia. Like this yeah. is massive. Like you guys worked so hard to like build a franchise yeah. and like beat some like this massive teams. Man. So this was the cementing of the 2019 journey. So 2018, we took a team. Myself and the captain at the time, Peter. Um, um, we call him Redbeard, Peter Platel. He, he was the captain in 2019. We, he came to me and said, Adam, uh, I want you to be vice captain in 2019. We're going to take, take a legit team. I reckon our best are as good as anybody's best. And so yeah. me and him begged, borrowed, steal, swindled, grifted together a team of eight absolute killers in 2019, molded them together, took them to the championships, almost won the whole damn thing. And then we had two false starts. We got we got the whole team together again. We got the mojo together. Everybody back into form to go for make a, make a run in 2020. Bang, COVID denied us. 2021, we start coalescing again. We don't think it's going to happen, but we need to put the mojo. We need to get there. So if it does happen, we are primed because we had unfinished freaking business, boys. We had yeah. we were so freaking close, and it hurt so bad to put so much effort in and then not even hit the podium in 2019 that. Getting the hunger, getting the passion together, what they did this year, I think is a true testament to those gentlemen, what they did for their country. And they're all national freaking heroes in my eyes and hopefully the eyes of many others. Because they did something that has never been done before for Australia. And they literally put us on the map, cementing the journey and putting a, like, putting a stamp on Australia as being an international contender. Awesome. So okay. my absolute love and adoration to all of them. So like when you when you look at like a lot of these perennial contenders like we we were just talking about Germany another one when uh, you got uh, even France uh, you know like a lot of these these like sort of big name European countries plus Poland um, like they have what I would call like real programs like real developmental like process driven uh, approaches yeah. to building these teams and like a lot of their metas revolve around it something I've noticed with with Australia is that you know there is a, a, a very prevalent and developed 
not just team uh, tournament scene, but eight person team tournament scene. Do you think that plays it all into into oh, the fact that Australia has developed a lot as a nation? Is just the fact that like they've really embraced the team format in general. So when you are a really isolated um, nation uh, like Australia is, you tend to have to look inwards for your like cutthroat competition. You have to, you, your your nation's only as strong as you're willing to make it. And the fact is like because all the all the communities of Australia are very isolated in of themselves, team competition tends to be very strong. Like we want to represent our state, we want to do our, our communities proud because we do feel like at times we are like six or seven individual countries within a country. Uh, and it feels so- you. Yeah, because we're also far away from each other. So we have a competition called the ATC, not to be confused with the American Team Championship, there's the Australian Team Championship, in which we have a national competition that every state of of Australia sends uh, a team of eight players. They're the best eight players they can can, meld together. And that is something that has shown us that we have the metal to take it on the international level the issue is getting the player the right players together at the right time willing to spend what is a huge amount of money huge amount of time huge amount of effort um to go and make a run on the international level Uh, but because we've had that we've always had that atc we've always had that national level competition there's always been this bubble this coalescence of strong team events we always want people who aspire like people who aspire exactly exactly like at a like an international or international level so, so like, get- as someone who's been on the ground floor of like this program getting built up over time, like if you if you're looking at an experienced country like say the United States or Canada, um, what would you say would be like like some of the things that um, or you know or like heck, there's lots of countries out there that certainly have like like reputable 40k metas that maybe mm-hmm. don't show up to the ETC or maybe don't perform particularly well there. What do you think some of the keys to developing a good national program are that that people could learn from australia to like maybe one day do the same um so australia tends to play exactly the same standard regard so one of the things we do so our prep for atc is very similar to our prep for etc as in like we have our a a full suite of pairings matrix that we we do usually sometimes as a team discussing pairings like think tanking different matchups um and when we have a problem matchup we we call it we call it flipping the matchup as in um you'll see what is conventionally called a red so there's a traffic light system upon which you will grade the different matchups you might come into at a certain tournament so in in um for for this year for playing for wyoming united i graded um um, every team at the event, every every eight pack of team, I'd go through. Uh, I'm going to get only you know two points versus their sisters because that's a red matchup, or I'm going to get seven eight points versus their Hail of Doom because that's a green matchup. Um, eight points being converted on the twenty system to a sixteen, so you just you just double it. And so you go and you traffic light them. That is the biggest skill check you have for a team's player, but making that information as accurate as possible because that in, is interpreted by your captain or your pairings coaches to being what matchups they try and get you and what can be expected from you should you get into those matchups um and so big issue there is a lot of teams uh, coming out of covid don't have the experience or the nuance possibly especially with nephilim changes coming in so close to the start date to get that data true and correct and as plumb as possible so you can get into the right matchups and get the right results and so a lot of the time um teams like australia we're, we're kind of renowned for this now we will take a take a a list that we think has is a red matchup into a certain um a certain matchup um and we will put a uh, hundred games into making it so that's no longer a red matchup for us it's either a yellow or is it a neutral 10 10 draw game or even flipped into something we're going to win because we build in a couple of pieces of tech a couple of little uh ways to play you may not think a conventional like reserving a bunch of stuff or forward deploying and full yeeting or yeah. very playing a very stable stay in your deployment zone game and we'll find the way the path to victory and those are the games that win and lose you rounds at wtc because if everybody just gets their predicted score it's essentially just who paired better wins right. whereas that's not the case in the top end. those the top, matchups yeah the top end is all about flipping the matchups taking the ex- expected score that your opponents put in and making sure that is incorrect because it's not the one that you're going to get um, yep. And so that's that's where the skill checks of team play really come in, and it's so hard to do, guys. It's so hard to do consistently. It's so hard to do at such a top level as well. So you're saying basically in the U.S., if you know, we need to get more team tournaments so that people can get more practice because this is obviously a skill set. This is something that needs to get practice. You can't just show up at the you know WTC and hope to master this. You need practice. Um, well, what, is, what would you say is something that would be like a massive factor? Uh, like in the specifically the WTC that's like maybe above the tabletop or, you know, sort of like uh, out, outside of it that, you know, would be surprising to a 40K player that it was so important. Like 
like a team role or maybe like one of the procedures in, in like setting up the pairings? Um, I think the coaches. I think the coaches is the thing that uh, that can really define a team at times. Um, a team without a coach is essentially like playing blind, playing deaf, playing dumb. As in, like you will just play if you without a coach, you are just playing your opponent. You have no knowledge of how the rest of your team is doing. If you need to stabilize your score, if you need to ensure you get a minimum amount to get you over the line or to go for a draw, um, the the coach really defines. Um, I guess the it, it takes eight games and turns them into one game. Um, right. Eight individual games become one a, a unit, becomes a team by dint of the the role of the coach. The coach walks the lines. I call it walking the lines. I think you work the lines of the team of, of you versus their opponents, and they'll be like, "You got to push. We're going to this. This one's getting flipped. You have to go and get this score for us. We're we're up. Don't don't take any risks. Stabilize. Make sure you you don't get blown out. And we're going to coast to a win, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and that's the little bits of information that will allow you to play as a unit rather than playing as like eight individuals. And so I think that the role of the coach and having a good proficient coach um, is a real, real defining factor for a lot of successful teams. Yeah. Cool. And like, even, even uh, just, uh, we'll go to you kicker, but uh, like even just noticing this, there's 13 people in this, in this photo, maybe one guy in the middle, not supposed to be there's there. One guy, one guy in the middle is the, is the French uh, interviewer. There you go. So, so there you go. So there's uh there's, you know, a dozen people for an eight, eight person team. So, you know, you got like, uh, you know, one support person for, for every two players, that's, every two, every two people. That's, yeah, that's, that's uh, getting there. Thank you very much to those boys for team Australia. That's four guys who gave up thousands of dollars in order to go there and coach. And I think that's a amazingly awesome of them. So much love to them too. Cause they're, they're a big part of that win. Kicker. Yeah, let's jump into the ITC uh, recap. Do we want to do this? Do we have time for it? Save for another is, night. Is it okay if I apologize? Yeah, you got to go. Get out of here, bud. Thank you for the conversation. Please get out of here. getting all up in my business. I, we've noticed, and I kept asking you questions regardless because I'm ruthless like that. Thank you so much for coming, Adam. Bye-bye, buddy. <laughs> and apparently, Kicker would like to wrap up the show, too. I'm just having a nice time. You're just, you're uh, just doing it. Well, I have, I have a schedule. It is my job to stick to the schedule. Do we uh-huh. uh, want to talk about the ITC recap or save it for next week? Your call. You know, friend. you know what? Well, why don't you host? Why don't why, why, you know? Why don't we just? Why don't we just? Why don't we just flip the the script a little bit oh, here? Why you know? Why don't, uh, why, don't, why don't you just host the well, whole thing? Well, generally, I don't read any of the names because I butcher them tremendously. Okay, I'll read the names. All right, you read the names. Although I don't think uh, are these accurate. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I updated them. I you updated, updated them. Okay, so I'm trusting uh, you on this is, one. Then. This is this is the thing, and we can bring this back in the background. So we here we go with the Warhammer Forty Thousand ITC International Top Five: at David <laughs> Gaylard, Vic VJ, Manny Chima, Jack Harpster, and Thomas Ogden rounding right. out the top five. Uh, moving on, like an entire Euro invasion to uh, it looks like America is back up top with Thomas. Um, well, yeah, I mean, there's a, uh, Jack Harpster as well, you know, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, it's still a very good, uh, UK, uh, assortment. I'd love to see one of the, the, uh, the, 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 the current stat shows do some projecting for yeah. me. I'd love to see like, uh, knowing what we know with the available potential scores out there, like can the U S catch up? Who's actually uh, in the hunt for this yeah. thing? Maybe someone involved in 40 K journalism Maybe the head of a network should figure out something. Yeah, to do are, that. aren't you? Are you in, into that stuff? Didn't you have a stat show at one point? I mean, I come did on. we right. brought it back for five minutes before I realized? Good God, it's a lot of work. All right, moving on. <laughs> we got the Warhammer 40k hobby track. We got Lee Steger, Jacob Thayer, JT Steger. I'm wondering if that's too too. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I was suspicious there. Jason Bird or Boyd and Jamie Brazzolo. Uh, <laughs> Uh, rounding out the Warhammer 40k hobby track. Anything you got to say about that? You got any, got any favorites in there, Kicker? Uh, I mean, Jacob's one of our hobby goblin guys that helped set up, and he'll be helping set up. He and his whole crew of ten guys will be setting up uh, LVO. So you can thank them, buy them a beer, whatever. If you see them in LVO, they'll be wearing very bright green hobby goblin shirts. Okay, so uh, moving on, Age of Sigmar, ITC top five. Age of Sigmar, getting hot. so hot right now, so hot right now, warming up. Um, uh, I the, the the LVO AOS is shaping up to be like apparently just a monster aos event is that right kicker dude it's it's gonna be insane we're probably gonna break uh 350 360 for for it that's awesome that's yeah. that's that's like lvo size when when old val entered the, the scene so <laughs> yeah, right? that's that's something man next thing you know aos is gonna be over a thousand so maybe maybe one of these will be a future uh, aos legend of the game gavin grigar anthony trentinelli thomas juan jeremy vessier and matt Beasley, 
rounding Dude, out Gavin's the top five. Gavin's in the lead. Gavin won uh, ITC last year for Age of Sigmar, so he's he's kicking butt. Well, there you go, Gav on on a tear. Uh, and then finally, Age of Sigmar hobby track. You got to know these are good looking armies. We've got Robert Snyder, Evan Markham, Matt Abbott, Matt Beasley. So he's got both. He's got skill and artistic skill. Yeah. Uh, and Ricky. <laughs> Fisher rounding out the top five age of singer hobby track. How was that reading for you, kicker? Dude, that was beautiful. That was that was beautiful. And and I think I think I think you're giving Seth a run for his money on this. I mean, you read that beautifully. Yeah, uh, you said I think you said Jamie Perizzoli. It sounded kind of Italian, but it sounded you got it with the accent there. It was perfect. I don't know if that's the way you're supposed to pronounce it, but it sure as hell sounded sexy. So good job, man. Hey, uh Pirazzolo. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That that's uh, it. That's uh it. the sound. Pirozolo? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's how I would have. Piro, is there a Pirozolo? <laughs> yeah, Jamie Pirozolo here. <laughs> that that's how. That's why I don't read the names. All right, uh, Val, this has been wonderful. Do you have any uh, you know words of wisdom you want to grace our audience with? No, first of all, I just like big thank you to uh, to Adam Camilleri for for uh, continuing his streak of uh, probably somewhere around forty eight hours of uh, being on the internet talking about Warmer Forty Thousand. <laughs> Um, and, uh, also just WTC, someone asked, uh, about the level of competition in the WTC versus something like the LVO. Uh, they, they are very different, uh, beasts, but there can be, there, there's no question about the, f- the fact that the level and degree of preparedness and effort and work that goes into each one of these WTC teams, um, even the guys who, you know, maybe don't get the results that they were looking for. They still work their butts off to get there. Not saying singles events, people aren't working hard, but the WTC definitely brings the level of competition to, I think, something that's pretty special. And hopefully in the future, we can watch it live. We'd love yeah. to see that. Maybe uh, we need to get the FLG in there next year because who knows? They, who they knows? Probably we'll, use that. We'll, we'll have to sort it out. Last thing I want to say, of course, tune in live this weekend starting, I believe, 9 a.m. EST here on the FLGN live coverage from Capital City Bloodbath, commentated by the one, the only. Peter the Falcon Colosimo. That's right. He's live on the scene. I'll be out um, putting my foot in my mouth repeatedly as the uh, in the field reporter who knows pretty much nothing about Warmer 40,000 at this point. Uh, Kicker, you got anything else you want to say before uh, before you wrap it up? No, man. Thank you for jumping in for Seth and bringing Adam on as well. Uh, It was a great show. Love you guys. Can't wait to see you guys next week. Uh, You want to take us out, Val? Good night, guys.